You should be a monster, an absolute monster, and then you should learn how to control it. There's an intensity to what we're trying to accomplish, and um, you know, if you want to be truly great, you've got to bring it every day. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. You blitz all night! Standing out is a long-term strategy that takes guts and produces results. If you care enough about your work to be willing to be criticized for it, then you have done a good day's work. Yes, might as well be all in. You're gonna do it, yeah. If you're not gonna do it great, then don't do it at oh, all. Oh, here's another one. Do it with passion or not at all. Yeah. But well, you don't have to be number one to be passionate about it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I wish I just wasn't instilled with the number one or not. Yeah. That's like Ricky Bobby. If you yeah. went first, you're last. <laughs> it's still a big night. I didn't even think about that. It, it, it is kind of cultural American to like, be number one. We're number one. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But I think that there's like, Number one at what? You know, like we, there's so much more open and available to us. Number one author, number one self-published author, number one author slash screenwriter slash producer slash publisher. Like how many of those are there? And there are so many different things going into the definition that you're like, I could be, I can be number one of something all day, every day. I get to define the terms. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like let the audience know what we're talking about, right? I was talking about sort of like how uh, my upbringing made me want to take less risks, right? And sort of my perspective um, from what how I was raised has affected my decision making, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, John was sharing his his uh, his philosophies or or sayings for how to overcome that. And I think too, maybe we should tell everybody a little bit who you are. Like if I were to introduce you, I would say you're an artist and you have experience in the marketing area. But what, how would you describe yourself? This is Kevin Cruz, right. good yeah. friend, podcaster, artist, artist, for sure. Marketer, for sure. Home builder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a renaissance. Property, a, <laughs> a, renaissance a polymath. What's, uh, What's a, a polymath? A person of many different topics. Oh, yeah. Poly, multi-sided. I thought that was like an insult. Yeah. I was like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey he's sitting he's right here. He our friend. He's sitting right here. Friend, long one of your oldest friends. Um, confidants, MC at our wedding, yeah, actually, yeah. as it were. You, you name it. I've yeah. probably done it once. <laughs> that is a polygon. Polymath. Math. Polymath. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely an artist and, and I like the term Renaissance man. You know, like like uh, I'm interested in science, I'm interested in history, I'm in, interested in making things, I'm interested in architecture. Um, mm. I just chase what fascinates me, right? And then, like, I'm driven by my passion. So, whatever I do feel passionate about, I'll really get into it and I'll really perform better. Uh, versus if I try to perform on something I'm not interested in, my performance is not going to be as good. So, I'm really driven by my passion and my interest. But I'm an artist because um, my biggest strength is visual uh, language, I mm. guess you could say. Um, and so that's my biggest strength, but, but like, like we discussed, I've dabbled in a lot of different things just based on my interests and my thirst for knowledge. And so like, I'll, I'll try something for a while until I learn it and I'm satisfied with it. And at that point I can have a good relationship to move on to something else. Right. Got it. Um, so, so that's why I kind of been skilled in so many things, but for money or for work, I did go into marketing based on my visual, uh, uh, you know, language speaking, graphic design and advertisement. How do I communicate, um, you know, this product to this person that might need it in, the, in a way that triggers their brain and say, I got to have it, right? Yes. And, and that's kind of like the language of marketing anyways. And so that, that's what I spent most of my time doing. And I've dabbled in a bunch of other things. That's one of the things that I have enjoyed most about just like over a decade of friendship is that you don't have any one interest. So anytime we are hanging out or talking, there's always something new to explore. And the fact that you've pursued it with such passion, it's never a superficial conversation. Um, and I think that awe and curiosity and wonder of the world, seen and unseen, is what uh, I, I admire and I love. And I feel that way too. But you've taken it to new levels in the way you've pursued it and have traveled around the world to see things, experience people, and to push yourself outside your comfort zone in so many beautiful places around the world and some less beautiful too yeah, 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 totally, <laughs> no, totally right totally right and i almost forget about that but yeah that 
that knowing the knowing myself and knowing the world kind of go hand in hand. Mm. Like um, sometimes people have never left their, you know, California, you know, never been to Mexico. Right. You know what I mean? But the second you leave the U.S. and you experience another culture, for me, the first thing I realized when I did my first uh, faraway <clears throat> trip, I was 18, I believe, I realized that um, we're mostly the same Mm-hmm. with little differences mm. right versus like we think that oh india things must be so different there but we're very much alike in in a lot of like the, what makes us human family friendships foods uh, enjoyment laughter sports activities yes. right mm-hmm. we all have those those uh, traditions in our culture they just look different you know what i mean are played a little different and the rules are a little different right and yeah. so that really helped me like understand humanity in general like we're all one wow yeah i think we have more in common than we don't don't. have in common yeah yeah Yeah, totally and i think that gives you for some perspective for your own life and your own day-to-day too just like how vast the world is and how beautiful how much more is out there than what is in our day-to-day bubble and you don't take yourself too seriously like you're one of the only people i know who went to go see the pyramids but also can have an in-depth conversation about predator (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? The predators built the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, no, uh, the, 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 so my favorite thing I've seen, uh, and, and I guess we can go specifically into uh, pyramids, the pyramid of Giza in Egypt mm-hmm. is, there's so much to see there. Oh, really? There's so much to see there. And and the structure is massive, and the bricks, the, the stones are so huge they're the size of a house wow <laughs> that's because giants <laughs> or, or 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 the aliens with the, yes. the, the suction machine <laughs> or it was mine it was mine vibrating or yeah. vibrating oh, yeah, yeah. Making, making the, the stones rise you know i heard that there's technology that's going to be shown soon where there's companies working on finding the different sound waves that different items vibrate at yeah and that they would be able to move those items through using sound. It's true. I, I've seen. Have it. you seen it? I've seen yeah. it. And uh, it's real science, and it's possible. Yes. And um, if you look, that's the thing about past history, right? Like, like we know they had tools like this, like ohmine, for example, mm-hmm. right? And then now we're discovering that that vibration is like a, a specific sound mm-hmm. that either like brings us peace to our mind mm-hmm. or can can levitate an object and i've seen the, the sound wave on that cold fusion is something that i'd like to hear about because i don't know about that either do you understand like i understand it in a very basic form so okay it's more than i know so if but you like me uh after nuclear uh the next thing to develop that didn't have a negative effect on you know <laughs> massive scale and massive scale is cold fusion it was a theory and uh and the theory is basically to 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 put energy into something and get more energy out. Interesting. So if I put in uh, one volt, get two volts out. Okay. And then that's kind of like an infinite power source and it creates no, uh, no, no uh, nuclear waste. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like when we create, when we split an atom, it creates a lot of nuclear waste. Yeah. And so they just successfully like last week, the way that the machine that they built is they put two two lasers together mm-hmm. and they're shooting into a, a, a BB. Uh, it, it's just how they accomplished the experiment. But they for every one watt they put in, they got 1.5 out. Ah. So they created more energy out of out of less energy. Oh. So it's like energy able to create energy. Yes. But oh, normally cool. energy is like a neutral thing. Energy is energy. It transfers. It transfers, but most of the time you lose energy. Yeah. Uh, through traveling through whatever cable or that's how we created a fiber. Fiber uh, optic. Yeah. Versus just the, the, the copper coil. It's a better conduit. To transfer energy without waste. So basically anything we do, whether it's a, a engine or, or, any, or food anything you're putting more energy into it than you're getting out interesting um you're you're to, so like to create a to create a carrot right how much resources do you need to create a carrot it's more than you think mm-hmm. and and so uh compared to like what the carrot then provides yeah how much nutrients so you're constantly mm-hmm. losing um energy in every aspect basically according to avatar everything energy is transferred elsewhere yeah and and that's true too 
Um, so when I say wasted, it's the same as saying transfer to something else. Yes. Because it's getting thrown over here, thrown over here, getting left behind, mm -hmm. getting, you know, it's being put somewhere else. Somewhere other than where you, where you want, want it to Interesting. go. So you're, you're, you're losing. Okay. Well, I guess I'll be doing some Googling later. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. No, it's super cool. cool. The, 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 the experiment is very small and they were, and the amount of power being used is very small and the power of, the amount of power that came out is very small. That's extra. But that's literally step one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Can how do we figure out the possibility, prove the theory, expand on the concept, and then make it be yeah, able to yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and so that's huge for humanity because our biggest problem is that, you know, to run our cars to we create a lot of waste. And 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 uh, and with this technology, we can actually reverse all this if we can master it. Um, so, uh, so you know, goodbye fossil fuels, goodbye nuclear reactors in San Clemente, goodbye a lot of the, um, energy. Hello, George Jetson hovering, vibrating, cold fusion cars like, for our of, children's children. Think what it means for space travel. Like, where are you going to go get gas when you're traveling from, <laughs> from, you know, Earth to Mars? You know what I'm saying? And so with this kind of technology, you wouldn't run out of gas. You know what's weird too about how much people talk about going like to the moon or to Mars? How little we still know about our planet. Like I forget what percentage of the ocean has actually been mapped. Yeah. I think I think last time I looked, it was only only like twenty percent. Yeah. Has actually less. been mapped, or less. Maybe it's fifteen percent. Uh -huh. That so much of the ocean hasn't been mapped. But already we're like, ah, okay. Well, we don't need to know about that. Let's go to the Mars, which is cool. That's cool. I'm down to go to the moon and Mars. But I wish more time and resources would be spent like LIDAR going over and seeing exactly what's in like rainforest and deep beneath the jungles. That's they're, super They're exciting. doing some of that. Or yeah. in Florida, in the Everglades. Mm -hmm. There's so much stuff underneath there that has like undiscovered, new, oh, unidentified crazy. like. Oh, tell Kevin about the ghost ships. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, there was some numbers that talk about the number of ghost ships. So a ghost ship is a ship that they find that's completely abandoned yeah. with no report of where they are. Yeah. Like, not like, hey, we'll be back in five minutes or like, no idea we, we had an abandoned ship. Like they just disappeared. So yeah. that's why it's called a ghost ship. There's something like 1600 of them haven't been found yeah. in the last less than a hundred years. Yeah. And so they're trying to explain like, why are all these ghost ships out there? Like, you know, some of them, they would later discover, oh, this guy owed back taxes and didn't have the ability to make the payment or do whatever, or he owed somebody something, so he just abandoned the ship so that way he could like, claim insurance or whatever. Um, there's been a couple instances where, like, it was abandoned near the, like, the middle of the Atlantic, but then they found the people who had floated elsewhere and got picked up all the way down in, like, Brazil, whatever. So a few of those, but the notorious amount have been found unexplained for where the people went they're just gone yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and they could have been yeah. uh like on life preservers or like in a life raft but never were found and so yeah. it's just an incomplete story but well, doesn't drinking seawater make you crazy after a while mm -hmm. so what happens if they ran out of water started drinking seawater thought they could make it and ended up in the ocean, in the ocean. And, and then we never find their bodies because we're not exploring the ocean slash the ocean and yeah. its animals have just taken everything as nature does. They've redistributed that energy. So, yeah, that was like interesting thing. Isn't that weird? I, my imagination likes to think about that kind of stuff. Like, what could have happened? And that's how I write books all the time. Yeah. Like, what? What if? Mm -hmm. What if this happened? One of the fun things about getting to talk with Kevin is like your varied interests. But your varied interests and passions can sometimes get you in a little bit of a pickle. Is that not correct? Sure, in the sense of like other people's judgment. No, <laughs> definitely not that. By you being a Renaissance man and putting your attention and your time and your resources into different things in life can become overwhelming at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it, it helped me with this one if you can. But what's the saying like uh, a man of many talents, or how does it go? Um, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Uh huh. Do you know the rest of it? No, I love what is it? Uh, a jack of all shape, but a master of none. But a ma a master of all is, or a, but ah, I forgot, I'm killing it. But it goes like, 
the the master of all is better than the master of one or something like oh. that. So you, you you're you're in a better situation with a person who knows a lot of things than you are with one person who just knows how to do one thing. That's what I love about idioms. So many of what we use are incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah. Or yeah, incorrect. Right. Like the proof is in the pudding. Was like that's not actually how it goes or yeah. chock full or it's not yeah so i i do love me some idioms <laughs> and how's that one go the the proof is in the pudding but in the, the taste or something. in the eating of the pudding uh -huh. something, uh, something like that mm -hmm. i wish we could pull that up real quick and get it right we need a jamie but yeah the, uh, people like obviously you're, you're you're more useful when you know more right mm -hmm. and then and then in a bind the one guy who knows that one thing that's not necessary, they can't help. That's all he knows. And, and and I guess that's a part of perspective. But um, I I do know what you mean. Like for me, since I'm I'm driven by my interests, I can spread myself out um, very thin, right? Mm -hmm. I can I I'll start multiple projects and work on them simultaneously, and then and then that can have uh, consequences if not managed properly. Yeah. And so um, I faced some of that, those kinds of challenges um, in the last year oh, wow. where I had where I had multiple challenges and I wasn't being realistic with myself on what my strong skills were versus my non strong skills. Right. Mm -hmm. So sort of like the jack of all trades. Right. And so and so for me, I, I believed in myself so much that I, I could do it all. Right. That I, I was being sort of uh, in denial of what I wasn't being good at. And so that pushing that boulder that I wasn't budging up the hill uh, caused me to want to crash uh, sooner or faster. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's only so you can only push the boulder uphill for so long before you you stop or drop it or let it go or take a break or or whatever. Right. And so I just went through that situation where I had to let go of a lot of projects because um, I became overwhelmed um, because like. It's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. Right. It wasn't necessarily me working on these projects that caused me to stop, but an outside, um, an outside, uh, you know, incident caused me to then collapse on everything else. Yeah. Yeah. My boss, my old boss, used to talk about spinning plates hmm. and that, you know, someone who can manage many projects, different things at the same time is all these plates spinning, like, oh, what a wonderful juggler. But to your point, something comes crashing into that unexpected the whole operation comes crashing down yeah you know juggling we think about juggling is working as opposed to like everything is safe and secure and not dependent on like one person having a hold of it all the time in that way and i think you're not the only person that goes to that i think everybody faces burnout or a situation like that at some point or another mm -hmm. and so and so i guess my takeaway from it was sort of like I'm a big fan of understanding yourself, right? And your mm -hmm. skills. And, and obviously you want to be positive, but you also got to be realistic at times too. Which they're not mutually exclusive. You can be positive and say, great, this is a weakness. Here's the reality of that. Or here's a growth opportunity. And that growth may be, can I grow? Or can I supplant it with support? Yes. And I think that was what was challenging for me was like, I wanted to be the one to push the boulder up the hill. Mm. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say, "Oh, I actually had the help of ten people to get this thing up here." And it might be an ego thing, right? And did you think you were building the tower, uh, pyramid of Giza by you, yourself? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly right. And so, and so that's where it's like, like I don't know if it's like a maturity thing or knowing yourself thing or just having too high expectations. But um, you have to understand or see yourself from an outsider's point of view, and that's the hardest thing to do. You know what I mean? Like I see myself in there working all these things. I think everything's going good, but how do I look from the outside and of how much am I accomplishing or my challenges, where am I getting stuck at? And to be able to pull yourself out and be realistic about it and, and um, make decisions that you weren't making originally. Right? right. I need to change this. I need to change directions here because this isn't working. Right. And that was what I was having the most trouble with. And, um, and I was getting near to those solutions. Um, before I kind of, you know, the the ball hit me from the side and right. dropped everything, and so um, I think that's a good uh, a good topic of discussion, right? Um, uh, I started, I picked up that book for our work week, right? Love that one. And so uh, he's been sort of uh, helping me understand what I've already been going through, 
And, and it's so awesome when a book does that to you, right? It speaks to your current situation. Yes. And it's crazy how that lines up sometimes. And what's cool about Tim Ferriss is he has a bunch of other books, but also he has a podcast. Oh, no. So there's, yeah, there's like hundreds, He's if like not thousands of episodes. He's one of the first big, consistent lifestyle type of podcast. Like, I don't think he's been going as long as Joe Rogan. Or I think Tom Green was one of the earlier he ones, too. First, yeah. yeah, but Tim, Tim Ferriss has been doing this for quite a, a season so he's got a big backlist but that means he also has a lot of people who understand systems and who have you know worked on different things that so explains a little bit about um as he was developing various companies and launching a podcast and writing books how he was able to say okay i can't do it all myself he has a podcast episode where he interviews hugh jackman that's one of my favorites oh, cool. that's a really good one he has another book called four hour body Oh, I need that. <laughs> and then he has uh, another book that I read called Tribe of Mentors, where he asks, I don't know if it's 100, but maybe let's just say like 100, 50, 100 um, top tier business people, actors, entrepreneurs, and he asks them all the same questions. Hmm. So you get to see their answers and responses to his questions. And there's so many really cool nuggets. I think Terry Crews is one of my favorite answers. Uh, on I think Terry Crews on there. I think Stephanie McMahon is oh, one of the people oh, that yeah. you can reach out to and ask. Yeah. They give, I think like, Malcolm Gladwell as well. Make up, maybe Malcolm, yeah. Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell has a really cool book called Outliers. And he studies like the Beatles, Steve Jobs, like all these famous oh, people. Yeah. And finds out. Accomplished people. What makes them, like what made them so successful. Yeah, what got, what broke them out of the out of the path? Yeah, kind of like um, their routines, how they grew up, what opportunities they had, time periods kind of that what was happening at that time that allowed yeah. them to do what they did when they did it. Um, so those are yes, but to your point, when you're in a season and you read something, it's like this is so perfect now. Like a yeah. book hits you at the right time. I wouldn't yes. have fully appreciated it x amount of time ago. And if I had waited another two years, like it could have been too late. I would have, I, yeah, but I agree. I think I had the same sort of epiphany when I read that in 2016. Yeah. And, and I remember you guys were on it back then, but I, I, it wasn't my time. No, no, we're all on our own <laughs> journey. I've never been to like half the countries, any of the countries except for Mexico that you've been to. But, you know, I know my time will come. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So by the way, side note. You got to go to the the pyramids right after um, we were with you guys in Mexico, right? Yes. And now you can't go on the pyramids anymore. You they have you gotta can only see them from afar. So that rule has always been in place. Oh. But just recently, that lady uh, went over the line and climbed. Did you see the footage? No. So we're talking about the pyramids in Mexico, right? To yeah. Be clear. Yeah. Well, so okay, so. Mexico City in like center, the center of Mexico, that has like the Pyramid of the Sun and the Pyramid of the Moon, which mm -hmm. are humongous. Okay. And uh teach one. Yeah. Okay. And and those you can climb, I climb them. I don't know, maybe they put it in the rule today. <laughs> but no, it was it was recent. This, no, 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 no. It was it was recent. Because remember everything. my mom went a couple years ago and she also had climbed, climbed it. And, but recently somebody did something crazy and that's why they should have. Well, done. the one in uh, Cancun. Oh. Uh, so then there's another one in Cancun, and that one isn't as big as the, the sun and the moon, but it's steeper. Oh. Uh, if you've seen the movie Apocalypto, they designed their pyramids kind of like that, where they're very steep. Okay. Did it let you fall or something? And so years ago, uh, they would let people climb it. But one time, so many people were climbing up, one person fell and cascaded everybody oh, it else was like, down. Uh, and there's a video of it? World War Z. Like World War II, just people just falling. <laughs> oh, no. and is there a video of this? I I would say no. Oh, okay. And <laughs> yeah, you should look that up, Jane. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and so I think someone died or two people died. Oh, so, no, this is not like, funny people, people got crushed. Oh, now you can't laugh. And and so then that's when they banned people from climbing up those pyramids. And then just recently, like th three weeks ago, two weeks ago, a lady. Went up there and climbed it again. Um, I'm not again. But somebody else. Yeah, someone else, and she was by herself. You know, so no tragedy. She didn't fall or hurt herself, but she broke the rules. She went up there, and uh, why would you break those kinds of rules? When as soon as soon as she got down, people mobbed her. <gasps> they were throwing water at her, yelling at her, oh, like, like trying to 
polar air and things oh, like that. Dang. Like it was super it like with rooms. It was super like shame. Yeah, shame. Like super offensive, right? To uh, do that. Yes. And and people were like yelling at her, get down, don't go out there. They were yelling at her. She did her own thing. She didn't care. No respect for the people or right. the culture. culture. And mm-hmm. and we don't use profanity on this podcast, but I can imagine some of the language thrown at her as well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Did I curse? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> and so I didn't hear myself. Yet. No, no, no. So <laughs> I'll get him back. Uh, so you're right. You We had to encounter the books at the right time. So you yeah. encountered four-hour work week, right when you were like, I need to get some, something's got to, it's only because um, after I got out of the clouds, right, after um, I woke up from my days of like being knocked down kind of thing, mm-hmm. I started to reflect and, and going through sort of the things that were causing me problems or I was finding difficult versus what I find passionate. Because mm-hmm. like I'm driven by my passion, right? Right. But, uh, but not everything not everything I was working on was uh, really creative, right? Because you've got to do some administrative work mm-hmm. and you got to do some of the work that you don't want to do. And so, or, or not that you don't want to do or aren't necessarily good at, because I could do the work. It's just that I wasn't passionate about it. And like I mentioned earlier, like if I'm not passionate about something, it's really hard for me to really give it my 100 Mm percent and so i think i was telling myself you can give it 100 percent even if you don't care and that's a slow diminishing return thing to put yourself into yes um sometimes and so um i a co-worker at work brought up the book and that's what got me back on and i remember john you were trying to get me on so i was like this is already the second time i've heard this it might impact me so i got on it and sure enough like um as he was t- talking, I was reflecting and I was noticing how I was already trying to create these problem solving solutions, but I was working it on my own versus someone having the handbook. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. <laughs> There's like nonstop now. Like I listen to audiobooks or podcasts. The only time I listen to music really is when I write now. Any other time, whether like I'm working out, doing chores, driving, it's always either an audiobook or podcast. Yeah. So I can learn and grow and keep on developing. Because like what you said, there's so many other people who have been through what we have been through and they're able to share now. So we don't have to make the same mistakes. Yeah. Totally. And um, what was I going to go? I had that. We were talking before too about kind of learning and growing how investing in yourself. Oh yeah. So um I, I, I caught my thought my thought. So like sometimes we're resistant to help. Mm-hmm. You know, uh and, and like I said, I don't know what it is, if it's ego or if it's what, but maybe I mean, it's the way you were raised. I, I we all are the way I was raised. Yeah, like, I can do it myself. I yeah. don't need anyone's help. Right. And so and so for for me to come to that realization where like uh it's okay. Yeah, I don't have to invent the wheel from scratch, right? Yeah. There's already blueprints and I can just work off of that. You know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel, as they say. Um, and and that's sort of what I'm trying to change in myself now is be more open to not being a one-man show. I'm smiling right now too because Jen knows this. Nobody best offer me help because I'm gonna say yes every <laughs> single time. <laughs> Whatever you have, I have the exact opposite. Yeah. Like anytime anybody asks, oh, do you need help? Yep. And I'll put them right to work on something. Even if anyone's just being like courteous. Even if they're just trying to be nice, like yeah. don't come to me and ask me if you want to be nice because I'm going to yeah. put you to work. Yeah, there's situations where like a parent yeah. is like, oh, uh, you know, they ask him, he's like, yes. He says, yes, here you go, do this. Yeah. You know, and I like, come back and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, is that okay? And they're like, uh, yeah, I think it's fine. And I'm like, don't offer. Because even out of a courtesy, because he's going to say yes and he's going to give you like, he has yes. no issue delegating no. whatsoever. Like I'm under no delusion that everything that's happened to us, like I've done by myself, it's been like a team effort. Just like they say, like it's a village that helps raise a child. I think uh, it's a village that helps with any sort of either company or any objective that you're going to. Like I say, yes, as much as possible. So anytime like um, my family comes over for like a meal or something like that, so they see us like getting the house ready or whatever, like, oh, can I help? I'll be like, yep, go ahead and grab the vacuum. We need to vacuum this room. And then when you're done, I need you to chop those vegetables up. I am like you, Kevin. Small I'm like, slices. No, no, you just I sit down. This. I'll figure out what's sweating. Everyone. And like, yeah, I thought nope. I'm going to chop things, but I don't know how many times I've 
sliced a finger or something like that, trying to hurry with a sweet potato or a carrot so I can go dust or vacuum something. And John was like, just get help or ask for help or accept the help. It's tough. And, and is it an upbringing thing? Is it a character thing? Uh, and I don't know, but what I do know is that we all have to sort of reflect. Mm. It's so important to reflect and to understand yourself. Because if you make the same mistake more than once, you're, you might be insane, right? Yeah. Like if you keep repeating the same mistakes all over and over. That's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Repeating the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, and so at a certain point, um, I had to sort of like analyze that and uh, and overcome my, my, um, my uh, perspective or my paradigm, right? Mm -hmm. uh, shattering my paradigm and, yeah. and rebuilding. And so what does it take to do that? Like sometimes it takes a tragedy. You know what I mean? Sometimes it takes a big cataclysm to do it, but if you can do it without any of that, yeah, you're so much better off. And you might think, oh, I'm fine. I don't need it. <laughs> right. Well, I think that uh, we get so focused on the grind and our head is just down, like grind, do it and do it. I'm so deep in these trenches. In a trance. Yeah, that you forget to look towards milestones or to take that step back, like to say, okay, is this working? Yeah. Is this, can I take a moment, a beat to assess? Is, you know, and I think you phrased it so well earlier before we started doing this, is that like writing, writing it out, going back to that whole visual communication, but spelling it out. What are the different areas that I'm putting my energy into? What are those, the goals for each of those? And a hierarchy of what's important, what's worth the squeeze, the juice is worth the squeeze on the efforts of any of those, and what are the things that the goal is the uh, most important part, so that way it's easier to accept help on that journey to getting, making that come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right, and, and like, uh, to, on, to add sort of on the side too, right, like when we're on the grind, we're so focused, um, you need to stop and smell the flowers. You need to stop and take a break or you need to stop and sort of look back, right, to get that outside perspective. Because mm -hmm. like, um, if you do everything so focused, it'll eventually not be work to your benefit. Like like if you work out too much without taking a rest day, that's going to end up burning out your muscles and actually causing damage to your body. Um, so like knowing, understanding how to take breaks, how to, knowing when you're working too much, when to pull back and, and sort of... Um, not being in the zone right like you, you've seen that facebook movie where they're coding mm -hmm. right and they're just locked in and they're just he's been on there for 14 hours with no sleep and uh, only drinking red bulls right <laughs> like, like that can't be good for you no and, absolutely and all, all those guys are driven by their passion but then how long down the road does it take before they're burnt out right or when do they burn out working at that capacity and what are they damaging along the way to their point, like, yes, they're going to burn out and then do they recover or are some things in such a state of disrepair, relationships, health, emotional health, mental yeah. health. So there's so much more that goes into life. We're not just beings who do. We're not we're not doings. We're human beings. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to find our space to be and in, in where that looks like to thrive. And it may not be for people, anybody watching or listening, it may not be. Hey, I've got 20 different like entrepreneurial endeavors. It could be the basics of and very important parts of like, what am I doing for work? What are my interpersonal relationships? What is my family relationships? How am I running my household? Whatever that is, my volunteer work. What are those things? And are we so bogged down by the day to day and just trying to get through it? I mean, we need to stop and say, like, is this working for me? Is this, it doesn't have to be New Year's. It could be any point in time to take a step back and just, you know, write it out, journal it out, have a conversation with someone you trust to be a good listener. So you can begin to hear yourself saying it and like, okay, what do I want out of this? What, what do I want to put into it? What do I want to get out of it? And is this working? Am I on the right health track? If I continue doing what I'm doing the way I'm doing it, where am I going to be in six months? And everybody's different too. Yeah, like yeah. Everybody, um, I know a lot of like Jen's heard me say this before, but when I started working because I write six days a week, and I've been doing that for like years, but like early on or when people first started to get to know me, they're like, oh, you're going to burn out. 
you're going to burn out. You shouldn't write so much. Oh, you're right, burning out. Like I've never burned out of writing because I love to do it. But I found like a system where I take Sundays off. So I only write six days a week. And then I know for me, the gym, even though it's work, it helps kind of like rejuvenate me. Like I find rest. Maybe it's a mental rest. No, it's a, it's but a I can find at the gym yeah. and exercise. Mm-hmm. But like everybody's different. So like some people, maybe they need to take two days off. Some people, maybe they don't find rest in the gym. So even though they work out, they need to go golfing, like yeah. to a golf course. Yeah. Or like art. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or make art. Yeah. 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 Do, do and I think thing. that stuff, like once you find out what rejuvenates you, you need to put that in your schedule. Right. Because that's going to be like your healthy, like rest stop that helps like uh, you be able to stay the course. So whether that's like doing art once a week or mm-hmm. playing music once a week or, or something like that. Or however. Whatever. Yeah. yeah whatever it is. Multi, you know. Take twenty minutes a day, an hour yeah, a day. But it it's it's man it's managing your systems if you have a system or your process, whatever it is you're doing, and is that working to get you what you're doing? Does it have a goal? Does it have an end? Does it have somewhere you're headed? And then in addition to that, how are you restoring yourself? So it's kind of like goes back to you got to know yourself, mm-hmm. know where you are, know where you're headed. And then know what's going to refuel you to help get you there. Is that another idiom? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I use that yeah. all the time for the children, especially. <laughs> you tell that to the children? The, the 35-year-old children know the reference? <laughs> <laughs> no, my six-year-old and my two-year-old will learn. The six-year-old, she knows. And she's kind of just acting a little crazy. And she, you know, is all hyped up. Whatever it is, I'll let her know. She's getting a little sassy. Hey. You need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm giving you heads up now that if you continue on this path, you are going to have undesired consequences. And so, you know, that's where a dialogue can begin of like, hey, I have a lot of energy. Great. Let's go outside. Let's go outside. Let's do something. Let's have fun with it or whatever it is. At Um, what age do you think she'll realize that's a song? Oh. Not until she hears the song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when she's going to hear that song. Be like, my mom's been saying that my whole life. It's a song. She thinks it's like Plato or some great philosopher. No, 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 no. I'm pretty. We're pretty open with that. But but yeah, it's 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 a it's balance, right? Finding out what balances you. Yeah. And and guys like me tend to go all in on one thing and ignore everything else. Can we? This is just a thing for me, and I do this from time to time. It drives shopping crazy. I prefer harmonize because balance makes it sound like everything's more in equilibrium. Yeah. But with the harmony, everything's kind of working together. I like tunes. Yeah. Right. It's tuned and some things may intentionally be tuned to this. Tuned to that. Yeah. But they end up working together um, as opposed to balance sounds more like a versus work. Yeah. Well, and it's also like a versus, like you have to get one just right over the other and i think in a harmony well you can look at it that way because certain things way more than others and you got to balance the different sizes yeah it's kind of the same 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 but different yeah well I, Let, let's live in harmony sounds very Ooh, nice, yeah, it does right i just like the language of that let's let's make that a, a sign for the living room yeah you're a visual communicator i, I like the nuance of different language <laughs> and words for some reason <laughs> i think what's cool like there's a beauty to never getting it figured out or always being able to get it better because I think yeah. even at our stage, like what we're doing, we're still learning every single day. Yeah. We're still implementing things that optimize our performance and make us better. Yeah. And I'm sure 10 years from now, we're still going to be learning more things that are going to make our schedule better. I have better. no doubt that even tomorrow, we're going to continue to be working on improving because as seasoned as we feel like we've been doing this for a while, I know that we're still very young and early in the overall journey, process, whatever it's going to be. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not talking like a 50-year-old with experience. I still feel really, really new and we have past the discovery, but we're, I think we're always in a sort of discovery phase. And it, it's kind of like um, the journey versus the destination, right? Um, and uh, I think that's also a problem that like young people struggle with is thinking they have to be there now, mm. right? They're like 21 and they think they're already failing at life because they're not already rich. And and that's where you get the burnouts because then they go all in 100% into this one thing and then they burn out, right? And 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 they 
they missed out on a couple of years. They missed out on a couple. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They, well, they don't even know, like, what am I working towards? What money. is what is rich? What is rich? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, sure. You have a ton of money. But if you don't have any time with your family yeah. or to do the things you love, then you're pretty poor in terms of, of what is of value. And, and they won't know it until it's already passed. It's going to be so, so late, late, right? Uh, I heard someone say once that people overestimate what they can do in a year and grossly underestimate what they can do in 10. So that there's, yeah. So there's their too hard perspective of of timing of what could be done and how things compound. It's just so, it's just so skewed. Um, But also it comes with what you were saying before maturity and experience is the only someone who's 21. If you're talking about them about a 10 year plan, that's half their already existing life, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then you get to 30 and you're talking about what are you going to do for the next 20 years? You know, you're like really into your career sort of thing or really like figuring that out. Then you're like, well, I don't know. I just got here. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for 20 years. And it's like a mental capacity thing too. Like our ability to uh, think into the future. That's like a, a, a skill that has levels to it. Mm-hmm. And so there are people who can think 10 years ahead, but other people just cannot for whatever reason. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, you could practice this though, right? Like, like you can try to, that's why they, people who like really are into like improving your life, they'll say, write a five-year goal. I, I cannot. I cannot, Kevin. I cannot for the life of me. My goals past 35 have been completely nebulous. I don't know. Well, and you know what? To be funny, like, I kind of went through a similar thing, too, of, like, you, you when you're young, it's easy to see yourself till you're 30 because by the time you think you're going to be 30, you think you already have it all figured out. You do not. Right? And, then, and then so, like, I faced a similar thing where, like, I couldn't think past 30, but I was like, by the time I get 30, I got to have it all figured out. And that's kind of like where the deadline comes in, right? And then I hit 30 and I was like, oh, I, I did it. I did it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, to be perfectly honest, I really accomplished basically all my goals. Right. And, and then once I did that, I was kind of like, what am I going to do next? And it was kind of like a crisis thing too, like. Where I, I would tell my wife, like, I don't know what my new goal is. I need a goal. Who am I? Like, what's my goal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I knocked down so many things I had on the list and then moved on to the next, right? And so I reached a certain point where I was kind of like, And to think, like you're saying, from further, right? Because there's one, two years old, you're five, ten, fifteen years old. And you have to think exponentially not bigger scale, like I want to buy a house and I want five houses, but like, what does that mean in terms of the return on whatever that goal is? And it's like, and sometimes they don't even know if what we want is good for us. Right. (laughs) And that's, that's part of like Seth Godin talks about sunk costs and not being afraid to pivot is as we are on that journey and we are closer to achieving whatever that was we were working toward and we realize this is not good for me. This is not meant for me anymore. Like this was the goal of my mom. This was the goal of society. This was the goal of, of me 10 years ago. And now I'm almost there. And then who am I now to compare to who I was then? Yeah, this is- That's something that I've had to learn because I don't like to give up on things. I feel like I can be consistent and disciplined in accomplishing anything. So when those things come up and that aren't working out, there's like the doors are being closed. It's hard for me. And I'm getting better at it, but it was hard for me a long time to give up on things because I felt like I was giving up on it and I don't like to give That's up. That's like a pride thing. Yeah, but it's um, also like I like to finish what I start, but not all the time. If like you keep on hitting these roadblocks, um, like whether it's a different company or project that you open and it's not working out like year after year, but you have other opportunities that are working out. It's kind of me giving myself permission and saying like, hey, you're not giving up on this. This is just not the best place for you to spend your time. You need to spend your time over here. So I think I've gotten better at that, but that was hard. Totally. I don't like giving up on things. And then I'm the same way. And and like this year has been that for me is like understanding what's worth my time, what's Mm -hmm. worth the squeeze, what's working now, what could be working later. And and so that's where I'm at right now um, in in my life is is reevaluating where I'm at now 
and where to spend my time best, right? Do you feel like you can feel momentum? Like I know like when a project is not working, like uh, we're closing down one of our businesses this year because it's just not working out. And we've tried, we had the momentum and we lost it after COVID. And then we've tried to build back that momentum and it is not happening. So the partners decided just to dissolve the company. So we signed papers to dissolve it. But uh, just like I can feel the momentum dying, I can feel momentum working for us with other projects that keep on going to like to the next phase, the next level. Do you feel like you can feel momentum? Definitely. Like like I know when things are rolling in the right direction, right? It's like an energy. It's yeah, an energy. And and like um, the 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 paces, the pace. You keep meeting the deadlines and even surpassing the deadlines. And, new opportunities that support your goal are yeah. coming up mm -hmm. and you're just like, whoa, this is meant to be right. Yeah. And, and so like, definitely, I, I definitely do feel those things and you got to ride the wave at that point. Mm -hmm. um, you can't, you can't freak out. <laughs> right. Like, like yes. sometimes we, 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 we want to look at ourselves. Um, but then that slows down our, 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 uh, our momentums. Like you can't look back until you've already passed the goal. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes we give ourselves a sense a false sense of accomplishment um when we when we uh, we, we i don't, I don't want to say gloat on the successness right um you got to keep moving uh, and so and so yeah I, I have felt momentum and for me whenever i feel momentum it's like keep moving forward yeah run with it as fast as you can until you know the eventual slowdown you know like not everything goes up forever right like and that's another thing too, like even with like the economy and like the stock market and everything, just looking at how it moves and behaves, it's it's definitely a up and down situation. And like our life functions the same way. And so like even though I just went through a down, to me it's like uh it's like the stock market. Like now I look at my life like I look at the stock market. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll go through like a recession, I'll go through a big bubble, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'll go through like a, a crash and a leveling. You know what I mean? A rebuild phase. Yes. And so like the, the, the grand scheme of the economy is also kind of like the grand scheme in our lives, right? And you can see parallels in it. And so now I used to fear the bad, right? I and, and then when I was in the bad, it's like, how long is this gonna last? And so like and so like sometimes you can dwell in that. And uh and so for me now, instead of dwelling in my bad luck, quote unquote, mm -hmm. right? Like that doesn't help you get past your bad no right your energy is it, and your focus is spent on that instead of looking towards solutions or just being content in that season if it's like i don't want to say beyond your control but if there are factors beyond your control to come to peace with that like this is happening but that doesn't mean that, i'm in the storm right now yeah yeah and, just and, hold on <laughs> and so and so yeah i want to be the guy who's like enjoying the rainwater hitting me mm -hmm. versus trying to be like ah, you're lieutenant like, dan you know yeah in you're the lieutenant storm, dan. i got no legs but you know what i'm alive yeah you know yeah I mean? and yeah so, and so i'm learning how to handle the different waves of life in, in in a in a mature manner versus freaking out on the downs and gloating on the highs mm -hmm. you know what i mean sort of being more mature about each part of your of your roller coaster ride right you know and so uh and so right now we're in the at least right now i'm in the in the recession build out of the recession you're in the part of that roller coaster that's click click slow, click, slow, click, click, clicking click, up, click, slow clicking click. up before, before it catches any, any kind of momentum but but i do feel right now a positive shift um in my overall life and things are starting to line up that are making me feel like oh i'm getting out of the out of the storm right now. i love that and so uh it, it'll pass time will pass just tell yourself that you know uh, it'll pass yes because uh, sometimes we think that this is the end and and that's the worst place to be in the worst mental state to be in is like there's no recovering from this right <laughs> and there are i can't think i mean i'm sure there are but there are very few very few realistic situations and scenarios that are like you can't recover from you have a good support system if you've built that around you you're pouring into other people um and that speaks think, to who you surround yourself with too because if you're surrounding yourself with positive people then i think you're going to be able to get out of that negative space sooner but if you're surrounding yourself with just negative people then it's going to be much harder for you to get out well, of they're going to want space. you to stay down in that valley for in that recession for a while or maybe they don't okay. want you but maybe they don't know how well to give you the words right because they're there out. too right right 
they're there too and they don't have that forward perspective of like the boom is coming I remember uh, calm seas don't make good sailors that's another idea yeah 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 right that good sailors me. come from weather and storms to to segue back to another thought i was having um which reminds me of you more so i like comfort Mm. I like comfort. I hope for comfort. Oh, My Kevin. goal is comfort. You've come to the wrong place. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why I brought it up because because I know that like with you guys, um, it's it's about being outside of your comfort zone. Oh no! Don't put me in the same boat as that guy. Like, I want to be completely transparent. I think all of us, by nature, would like comfort, and I think I can get bogged down by comfort. But then I get super bored and I didn't realize what happened. I get into these doldrums by comfort, but that's my preacher comfort, like is to go back there. So by coming alongside and teaming up with Jonathan, who like abhors comfort, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, my comfort zone is actually, I thrive outside of it. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Like I want it, but once I get there, I don't do well there. So I need to get, get I need to get out. But it's like I haven't gotten to the space and maybe I, I won't. And that's why Jonathan and I've been matched up. Is that like I do better when I'm outside of that zone? But he really is very aware of his comfort zone and getting the heck out of it. I waterboard myself. <laughs> Can't say it with a straight face. For a long time. I was uh I water I was like, fun. Yeah, <laughs> to myself. I, uh, for a long time, I was taking cold showers just because I heard it was so good for you, like circulation, immune system, wakes you up and stuff like that. So I finally got to the point where I could turn the shower all the way to cold. Like I would take a regular shower, but then at the end, turn it all the way to cold and just stand there. And then I was like, how can I make this harder? So then I would just let the cold water hit my face. <laughs> then I was like, how can I make this harder? So then I'd have the cold water just hit my mouth and just stand there. So waterboard myself <laughs> and just make myself breathe through my nose and not panic when this like icy cold water is like hitting my face and into my mouth and then i stopped doing it because i feel like i kind of accomplished that and then i mean I, i'm sure there are so many benefits right many, it's been studying. many yes the only benefit that i can personally vouch for is it definitely wakes you up <laughs> i definitely felt more alert and awake after the cold showers but as far as like more energy or circulation or a healthier immune system, I'm sure it did do all that. I just didn't experience it personally. So are you saying we got to up, up the ante? We got to get you one of those ice tubs. I don't know. We got to take you to Alaska and do some swimming. Some I would do it. Bear plunges. I would do it, but I uh, maybe doing that would be just because it's hard, like a mental challenge, not necessarily because I I see. The physical benefits on a day-to-day -day basis okay i will talk introduce you more to some statistics my friend when wim hof uh yeah he's also breathing too right teaching you how to breathe yes. in this cold yes. like i can and again i'm not saying all those benefits from cold showers or baths or whatever don't exist i'm sure they do i'm just saying i've only experienced one of those just being more alert <laughs> you're super awake <laughs> and alert after you take a so you get, shower you're saying you like checked off the mental Tough, like, yes, mentally, power. I can make myself do that. Okay. You know what thing still bothers me to this day? One thing I mentally could not do was right under where you're sitting, there was a <laughs> possum, a dead possum underneath our we house. We were raised foundation. And the stench oh. was horrible. Yeah. So we knew there's something going on. First, we would share like a leaky pipe, a sewer pipe, or something like that. We had it checked out. Sure enough, a possum. So I was going to go down there. And the opening to the house is on the complete other side of the house. Oh. So I have to get down. And I'm not like a little person. So I'd have to like get down, barely fit underneath the great crawl on my elbows and Dirt. knees in the dark stench to go grab this possum and then drag it, I guess, behind me out. 20 pounds. I was mentally strong enough to get myself underneath the house. <laughs> and then I saw how far that I was going to have to go. And there's like pipes underneath the house, like how I'd have to like crawl and wiggle my way towards this stench and i was like no i can't i'm just gonna do something to do this i got so close and i'm so ashamed of myself to this day i'm like man i should have made myself do it just because it would have been a challenge was this three years ago or was this six three. years ago oh no it had to be three years yeah, ago i think like it was three years ago i was pregnant with jackson and then i still think i still think about that to this day man i couldn't do it i couldn't make myself crawl on my hands and knees as no matter how tough i think that i am i still couldn't do it so um, I'd like you to elaborate more on the 
benefits of being outside your comfort zone because I think that's also like a mental leap for people. Uh, you don't understand it just by hearing it, right? Like, like be it, live outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Like, what does that mean to people really when you think about it, right? And so um, are you able to like elaborate on, on um, how does that help cultivate success versus comfort um, being to the deficit of success? Yeah. I want to do an entire episode on this. So good, but please. Yeah, we should. Yes, this will give Kevin a little little taste then. Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, for me, here's a good example. For me, my comfort zone is writing. It's super easy for me to wake up in the mornings, walk over to the office. It's something that I know. It's a routine. I don't have to talk to anybody. I'm just sitting in front of my computer and I'm just hanging out with my characters. They're telling me jokes in my head. I'm like a crazy person because I hear all these different voices in my head. And I'm just following along with the journey. I'm laughing. Okay. There's characters throwing up, explosions. Tell us more. This yeah. is a good situation for you. <laughs> yes, super happy, right? And I could be super happy doing that six days a week, just yeah. working on my next like script or uh, comic book or novel, Got whatever it. it is. Super comfortable. It is, I'm not scared, not fearful, but it is uncomfortable for me to go book a signing event or go book a speaking event to get up in front of hundreds of people to go to like a, a film festival to go meet and shake hands and parking baby that that's that that's that is uncomfortable for uncomfortable. me yeah and, this, and even even the traveling part like i feel like it's such a chore to like have to book the uh plane tickets or book the hotel or go ahead and have to do all that stuff when i'd much rather just be sitting down writing but every single time every single time that we have gone out to go do one of those events something always unexpected and good happens to us to the event where we're making connections to fund our next uh film or our next movie or we're making connections that are helping us market our books make meeting readers in person and seeing the impact that your stories and the tales that you weave have on real people yes so it's always been positive so i think maybe it might be unexpected you might have to go put yourself out of your comfort zone and you might not know what's going to come out of it but I promise you something good and unexpected will come out of it. It goes back to that same, that a little bit of what you're saying and doing the same thing, expecting different results. If we want to see things and get results we've never had, we have to do things we've never done. And And that goes back to like often, not exclusively, but often that means we haven't done them because they daunted us because we didn't know how, because they pushed us out of our comfort zone. And think about how good you feel or any of us feel when we've accomplished something we weren't sure we would be able to do. So when we go outside of our comfort zone to go after something new and we get that win, it builds our faith in ourselves and our confidence all the more to get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, whatever that ends up being. And like you were saying before, challenging yourself because you might have to learn something new. But in that learning something new, that is making your jack of all trades. You're adding another thing to your knowledge or capability base. Um, And there's a lot of research that shows physically and mentally uh, the ways that we are strengthened when we do things outside of our comforts, outside of our comfort. We grow, right? We grow. Yeah. And I think discomfort... uh... When you're doing, when you're not doing something that you know you should be doing, it almost has like some power over you. But when you are able to uh, do that thing, it's like you have the power now. Mm-hmm. So in our uh, TV show pilot, Infinity System, I knew I wanted to act. I wanted to be a part in there. I've modeled before, but I've never acted on a professional level before. So I wasn't scared about being in front of the cameras, but I was scared about messing up my lines or just being like the weakest link in the chain because we had these other great actors there. So that's the part that I was scared of. And I'll use the word scared, not just uncomfortable. Like I was scared of messing up my lines. I just didn't want to mess up my lines. I didn't want to be the weak link in our chain. So I went ahead and did it and everything worked out great or everybody's lying to me because everybody said I did a great (laughs) job. So either I really did a good job or everybody's lying to me and telling me I did. But I feel like I took that power, right? Because it almost had power, like I was fearful of it. And now that I did it, I feel like I took that power back. I like, I like that um, because like, um, you know, doing things that 
are uncomfortable gives us strength. Yes. It gives us confidence. Power. It gives us power. Yeah. And and then like to what you your example that you use too, um, you, you, the marketing part, right? Going out there and and sh and shopping your 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 stuff, right? Um, that also is uh, makes yourself vulnerable. Yeah. It opens you up to judgments, and it could be uncomfortable, but putting yourself out there, going out there, meeting the people, only opens up new opportunities. Right. And like that reminded me of a lot of like my travels and like a lot of my like early twenties, <laughs> where like me just the just the action of traveling is putting yourself out there to new opportunities and new experiences. And in my journeys, I would meet people, they'd take me here, and then that would take me there, and I would learn something new. Unexpected. Um, I met a guy on the train, and he took me to Dracula's Castle in Pennsylvania. No, oh, so I didn't know that. Cool. I, I didn't know, I know, that story. know what I mean. Yeah. And, 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 so, and so, yeah, it, 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 it propels you, right? And, and being social and putting yourself out there in a positive way can propel you to more positivity and kind yeah. of build momentum for yes. you to keep expanding that momentum and keep expanding your reach. And then the opposite effect can happen too. Like, like if you're comfortable, like most people in your home, on your couch or on your bed, watching TV, relaxing, which is what people do for comfort that puts you out of opportunity. Yeah. And, and so, and so um, preach, preach. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I don't want you to think like you can never have comfort because what you're saying before is balance or harmony, right? There's always like harmony. So like, you can't um, always be going out. Like for me, like I can't always be going out, putting myself out of my comfort zone because I can't always be on the road. Like I have a family, like going out to these events. Your energy also can't sustain. Right. Doing too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's everything right. in balance, right? So like harmony. Yeah. Yes, harmony, right? <laughs> so it's not to say that you can't watch um, Ancient Apocalypse with Graham Hancock as, you know, right before you go to bed or like, you know, as your break throughout the day. So it's not like you always have to grind, but most of the time you should be grinding. Yeah, definitely. And and the comfort thing can also be compared to your fears, right? And and so and so for people listening, you know what I mean? I, I think it's important because I think we all face these roadblocks where we're stopping ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right? No outside force is stopping you, but people like to make the excuse, right? Of like Oh, I'm not doing this because of this or because of that. It's really just because you don't want to. You're and your own greatest enemy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, we're developing these narratives that tell us we can't or we shouldn't because of X, Y, Z, because of our background, because of something we read online, that whatever it is. And it's like most of the time, those things don't happen. You can go and you can try. Like I am daunted by the idea of nature. <laughs> like going out, being in nature, going on all these hikes and going camping. camping, but I've joined this phenomenal nature group with the kids and I'm willing and interested in putting myself out there because I know that it is important for the kids and all the benefits that they're going to have. And I don't think anyone can refute that there are multiple benefits, creative, like creative inspiration, health, whatever from being in nature and so i've looked at 2023 as i'm going to say yes more than i'm going to say <laughs> no to all of that yeah. and it's like what am i afraid of okay yeah. being tired getting burnt out being dirty and uncomfortable from like sleeping on the ground like okay those are all super petty things that are very temporal we'll get over and be recovered from by the time we get home so i i figured like i have just been putting up that mental block for myself and deny myself so much beauty and experience and a relationship and and, and health and yeah so i am looking forward to it in a way that's like kind of weird of this is kind of kind of stuff but i'm looking forward to it because i also know it's going to be good do you like camping yeah i i like nature i like hiking i used to camp as a kid mm -hmm. i did so, too uh -huh. so i got experience in it Definitely. And, and it, it's great memories. It's great for the kids. Yes. It's, it's good for us in general. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we should all probably. You know, <laughs> I don't like camping. I know, but as opposed uh, to I like. I myself. Do we do it? It was last year or this year? This yeah, year. I, I would hardly. Did this year. I don't consider that like the best camping experience. I wouldn't even put that on my top eight of my camping experiences. And I used to go with the high school group as like a volunteer leader with a bunch of high schoolers. 
and just go like sleeping on the lake next to the lake or under yeah. the stars yeah. or like not showering for yeah. days. And I'm just not good at not doing anything. Well, that well, was the problem. You know, on like, that camping trip, we didn't do anything. You know, like some people are like, oh, I'm just going to on my vacation. I'm just going to lay out at the pool. I tried that too. Went on vacation. I sat down at the pool. I was like, man, this is so boring. So like went swimming, but then just like laid out again. I was like, I think it was after like two hours of laying out. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I think yeah, at one point you were doing this laps. Is, like this is too <laughs> much. Like I don't need that much rest. So maybe some people do. Maybe some people need the rest where they just lay out. Because we know people. We won't name names. Again? But every we, single episode. <laughs> I say we won't name names. But we know people who that's literally what they do on vacation. They lie down at the pool all day and drink. And do nothing and drink. Yes. All the above. Right? And I'm like, I could do that for an hour, yeah, maybe yeah. two hours, but we got to go do something. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> no, not at all. So that camping trip that we went on. We but in, do in, it. Nature, in nature, chances are you could take a one-mile walk, and that's a lot of exploration for than, than normal. Mm -hmm. you know, so, so there's always something to do when you can't be going. You're at a resort. You're very limited. And I'm the same way. Like I don't get too much joy from being at an all-inclusive resort. I'm just supposed to binge eat, binge drink, and just yeah. sit there. Wait, you know? Isn't that where we went for your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> the only time. Because <laughs> uh, otherwise, I don't even want to be in the hotel. I want to be exploring. Yeah, go do something. Like, go, go watch the Dracula's castle. Yeah, yeah, go so a guy invited you that you met on the train, a stranger? Did yeah, he yeah. do anything weird to you? He, he invited me to his house to spend the night. <laughs> Stop. And it just so happened he and, lived at Dracula's castle. And, and I did. <laughs> You're a vampire. And I did. That's why we're here. At awesome, guys! <laughs> thank you so much for this. It has been a blast, Kevin. You shared amazing insights, and I just cannot wait to edit this and put this out there for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm bumping it up in the line. Yeah, this will go out next. We love you, man. Thanks for coming yeah, and spending time with us. Thank you.